0: Welcome to mysterious a f. My name is Celesta, and I am joined by
1: Charles. <laughs> it's me, Charles. Oh, like you, Charles. I'm here.
0: Hello. You're, <sighs> I can't see you, so I always forget who you are.
1: I know I look really different now. Do you? No, maybe. Oh.
0: You've probably lost uh, 30 pounds.
1: I have actually. Um, See? Well, since since our wedding. So three years ago, <laughs> I've, so I was, I've, I've lost 10 pounds a year. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. And I think I told you that Nate has lost 11 pounds since yes. moving here. And wow. I was like, if that bitch weighs less than me now, I'm going to be pissed. So I got on the scale and thankfully I've lost more weight since moving in here. And so now I do way less than him still. So okay. take that, you skinny beanpole. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, welcome to Mysterious AF. <laughs> yes, uh,
0: we Who are. are, we? What are we... <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. It's been so long. I think we're here to talk about a paranormal documentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed we are, says our format page.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad you have that out. I Mine's buried underneath my laptop.
0: I have it. I just threw papers off this desk today. I'm like, get out of here. I need work. And plus I lit a candle. So I'm like, this is a fire hazard with all the crap that was on this desk.
1: <laughs> I'm like picturing you right now surrounded by like heaps and stacks of paper. And there's Dude. like one candle like glowing in the darkness and it's like dangerous.
0: It's very close to that. So... Well- if screaming starts, you know what? Oh, oh, I told you I lit Gizmo on fire, right? I saw yeah. I saw yeah. your
1: Snapchat. Um,
0: <laughs> my cat lit her tail on fire with a candle like a yeah. week ago. Uh, they go up really fast, so put those candles somewhere safe.
1: So, was it like on the coffee table and she jumped on the coffee table?
0: It was on a little side table, so it, the side table lined up perfectly with the couch arm. Okay. And she was on the couch arm and swinging her tail around. And next thing I know, there's a flaming ball of cat in front of me.
1: Oh, my God.
0: She was so pissed that I had to put it out, too. She's like, why are you touching me?
1: <laughs> because you are literally yeah. on fire.
0: Literally on fire.
1: She's uh, fine. I'm She's fine. very the relieved to hear fine. that.
2: Hey, guys, I'm Ryan. And I'm Taylor. And we're from... <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Taylor. And I'm Ryan. And we are the host of Under the Horror Dome, a podcast where two best friends get together, sometimes a little drunk, and we discuss various horror novels that we are interested in reading. And if they have a film adaptation, we discuss those in a separate bonus episode that comes out the same week. So we're kind of like the best of both worlds. If you like uh, books, We're the book club for you. If you like movies, we got that for you also. And we focus a lot on Stephen King's work for season one of our show, uh, but we also threw in a lot of great writers like Shirley Jackson, who doesn't love The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, We also talk about the TV show that it's based on. And we have some work from Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, Uh, Mike Bakkevin is another one. And then we also take some time to cover the classics like Dracula. So you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms as you wish. You can follow us on pretty much all social media. Except Snapchat. Except Snapchat. We're not 11. We're only 14. It's fine. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)
1: Uh, So, yeah, I think you told us. You told everybody what we do. We... Review Review
0: paranormal podcasts. Uh, No,
1: (laughs) (laughs) we are a podcast about podcasts.
0: (laughs) This is me sober, you guys.
1: Sorry, that's true. Yeah, what's going on there?
0: I don't know. Um. So yes, we review mysterious documentaries, and today we are doing the hunt for the Skinwalker.
1: And why did we choose this?
0: Because we have a limited supply of so paranormal true. documentaries.
1: There is slim pickings anymore for these documentaries. And uh, this one is actually by Jeremy Corbell, who we did uh, Patient 17. Yep. we watched And that Bob one. Lazar. And Bob Lazar. So thankfully, he keeps putting these things out on Hulu that we have access to and mm-hmm. can watch them. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it was pretty much one of the only ones that was left that we could both we both had access to and it was interesting and we decided because this movie this documentary is two hours and seven minutes we decided to split this into two parts Mm -hmm. so this is part one of two
0: so stay tuned
1: yeah listen up listen up, stay tuned.
0: <laughs> also, Jeremy, this did not need to be two hours long.
1: Did you watch the whole thing then? No, but okay.
0: from what I've seen.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> what else they're going to throw at us. But yeah, it's very bloated. Um, yes. It's. I actually enjoyed the first hour that I watched, but there's just a lot of fluff that's not necessarily trim the fat is what I'd like to say right. my advice my cinematographer advice uh trim the fat thin
0: it down we're thinning yes. down thin your documentaries down
1: <laughs>
0: there's a theme tonight <laughs> um thin <Charros>. is in
1: <laughs> yes would you like Celesta. to give
0: us the synopsis
1: I would love to so this came out 2018 and Hulu tells us the description Hundreds of reports of phenomena at Skinwalker Ranch have made it one of the most famous paranormal hotspots in the world. Previously unreleased footage and interviews from the scientific study piece together what could be happening there. And yeah, so just the name Skinwalker Ranch, like what pops, like Native American legends about werewolves pop into my mind when I hear Skinwalker Ranch, just or the word Skinwalker. So I... Well, I, I hadn't really learned that much about this. I didn't know it was like everything was here.
0: Yeah, I figured you hadn't, but everything is there.
1: So I'm ready to move. Move there
0: <laughs> to, to Utah. Well, closer yeah. to your brother.
1: Yeah, actually, no, I don't want to move to oh, Utah. I'll, okay. I'll drive, I'll live across the border in like Pennsylvania or whatever's next to Utah.
0: <laughs> Real close real host um so yeah so jeremy is back he's also back with george knapp who we've seen in his other documentaries
1: talk about a fox yeah (laughs) (laughs) just kidding not really
0: (laughs) well he's aged well
1: he has yeah and he still has that reporter voice
0: he definitely does and I don't hear my first question though. When I saw George Knapp again, I was like, can we trust these two individuals that continuously pop out documentaries where they're basically George Knapp is the source of information? Like, I know he's reported on all this stuff, but it's like, right, is that good documentary style?
1: <laughs> it's not really a diverse, uh, <laughs> Information source, I guess, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I because he's the one that broke,
0: one. yeah. George Net broke the story on Bob Lazar. He's the one that interviewed him. Maybe he wasn't in Patient Seventeen,
1: but I yeah, I don't, I don't remember him in Patient Seventeen. Yeah, he was uh, probably
0: there though in the background. He was behind
1: the scenes. Yeah, yeah, shadowy conspiracy. Uh,
0: And we get the same basic like documentary style of Jeremy, like you said, like a lots of fluff and philosophical right from the beginning. And I just I'm just a basic bitch who like does not need all of this nonsense when it comes to a paranormal documentary. Like
1: uh, (laughs) my favorite line from him was I was like you until I wasn't. (laughs) I wrote that down (laughs) what the fuck does this mean Jeremy
0: (laughs) well you know he's got all those tats and that beard now so
1: yeah the beard I was not expecting that the beard is weird and I also mentioned that oh and his nice diesel jeans yeah I was like those are like $185 a pair
0: he must be making good money with these documentaries
1: I just would not have thought he was the type of person to wear like higher end (laughs) jeans um because he's only when he's on camera yeah he looks very (laughs) hipstery and so i was like i figured he would disapprove of you know labels
0: charles (laughs) have you met a true hipster like they spend so much money to look homeless that is a hipster
1: i've seen a ton of them here
0: homeless or hipsters
1: both. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, yeah,
0: so George Knapp wrote a book, The Hunt for the Skinwalker Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah. It's a very long title.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't realize it was that long.
0: <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> and George actually wanted to make a documentary about it, but then was asked not to. And we don't know who asked him not to make this documentary but this is basically his chance now with Jeremy I think did you get that impression did you yeah
1: I, I I am trying to oh I was like what does this note I wrote mean <laughs> <laughs> see Sorry, I rewrote I trying...
0: my notes this time I was like I'm gonna be
1: well I came up with like a couple of letters for Skinwalker Ranch instead of having to write out Skinwalker Ranch and it took me a second to <laughs> realize that that's what that meant.
0: An abbreviation. Um,
1: but yeah, I, I got that. I'm sorry. I got the the same impression and he treats it very dramatically when he's asked about Skinwalker Ranch, like even at this beginning part. He walks away from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> George Knapp does and um, yeah, it's I mean, it, it like we have said, it's just very fluffy, dramatic, but yeah, I mean, once you start hearing stories and learning more about it, you at least my interest has been what's that peaked peaked? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I speak English really good. <laughs> um, so you're but into then, it I'm yeah, I'm into this one. This has been like my favorite one i I don't know like yeah. I'm into aliens somewhat, but like more of like, other paranormal stuff is like what is more interesting to me i don't know why okay but um i mean and, and like here like we said it's a hodgepodge So you, there's something for everybody here that's at skinwalker ranch Definitely,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh also cattle mutilation which we're just thrown into
1: like yeah, five that... minutes it's in i guess that's why they're like due to the graphic nature of this program yeah.
0: there was a graphic warning for this one
1: and they also say fuck
0: oh jeez now oh, you <laughs>
1: so sorry i haven't said fuck for a while so
0: <laughs> get it out charles gotta Just get, get it, it out
1: <laughs> so yeah i guess we dive right into these tapes that george has right. yeah which is blurry <laughs> blurry footage <laughs> in the middle of the night somewhere on skinwalker ranch
0: yeah and like we said Everything goes down there. UFOs, lights, Bigfoot, Dogman, cattle mutilation, poltergeist, strange noises, strange people. A werewolf thing? A werewolf thing.
2: Oh,
1: I guess that's the dogman. Could be the dogman. Yeah.
0: But, well, yeah, when George gets there, I guess they said it was kind of like a lull in the activity.
1: Yeah, because he's, like, trying to stir it up.
0: Yeah, they said, like, oh, well, you're new, so that usually works, and then we're going to have you dig a hole because that usually works and then we're going to make lots of loud noises because that helps yeah okay and then they stick him in a dark room all by himself
1: <laughs> and nothing happens spoiler alert yeah i was like why like why did they draw this out why didn't they just say
2: exactly like, <laughs>
1: that's and absolutely nothing happened instead of like and then this can happen here at this ranch and blah 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 and so you're like Your expectations are that he had some kind of an experience personally.
0: all this time researching it and interviewing people. And we start right away with his experience. And, oh, wait, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. And then we get... This is actually one of my favorite parts. And it's just very random. But we get to hear from the police officer from the town nearby that took, like, police reports from people. And he also had his own experiences but he didn't want to be named so they named him Preston
1: yes I <laughs> I have that in quotation marks Preston
0: Preston <laughs> I was like really you couldn't just go with Steve like, you had to go, like it just made me giggle really like maybe hard. they
1: asked him like what would you like your alias to be and he's like I've always wanted to be named Preston <sighs>
0: it's the perfect name for me Preston. in the police officer.
1: That's cute. That's <laughs> cute. That was like a good choice on his part.
0: But anyway, I guess, you know, we're supposed to get this vibe of even the police have seen things. And if you can't trust the police, who can you trust?
2: Yeah. Them?
1: Well, and he and his wife saw UFOs. Mm-hmm. In 1998. There was cattle mutilation. They saw four lights that were connected in like a hexagon shape. There's also this oil executive that they introduce and I can't remember if they actually say show his name or what his name is and he talks about seeing a UFO during his evening drive and he like asks his coworkers the next day and they're like oh yeah were you like it was yeah you know just another day in uh, the Uinta Basin in Utah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, basically the feeling you get well and they say it over and over is like everyone in this town or this area has seen Something.
1: Oh yeah. They Preston tells us that the local newspaper asked readers about UFOs and four out of five said that the uinta basin was a hot spot for activity. So um yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we just we gotta get out there someday.
0: Definitely. Although I'm still waiting to see actual evidence, but I'll watch (laughs) it. It's in part two. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm sure of it. I'm just so sure.
0: <laughs> then I have the, uh, I really pared mine down, so feel free to add in. Okay. Because I feel like last time I was just like, blah, blah, blah. anyway. Uh, the next thing I have is just uh, like the history of the Native Americans that live in the area.
1: Yeah. Like the father Escalante in 1776. I don't have
0: that written down, but if you want to share that story.
1: (laughs) Just real quick. So Father (laughs) Escalante, this is the first account of activity, I guess. They, well, I don't really know what they did, except (laughs) that he led the first party across the basin. So it was like the first time there were outsiders that we know of in recorded history being in the area and causing disruption to the normal lives of all the indigenous people there um so that i mean i guess that was what they are leading us to believe might have been the start of all the problems there was that the you know missionary showed up and everything got fucked
0: (laughs) sounds about right
1: (laughs) uh oh and then then i hadn't heard of nids before i guess had you heard of it no but yeah the
0: sort of at the end there we learned more about it did they explain it right now
1: they do yeah oh, the, okay um
2: I must have well i that. guess
1: it's in naps report number two the original tapes and they talk about what's a skinwalker and it's from the indigenous culture they compare it to the myth you hear about werewolves but skinwalkers are evil and steal souls
0: yeah and they're supposed to be shapeshifters and this is the part of the documentary though that of Jeremy Styles type documentary where it's like if you don't have a good background of what these things are you don't actually learn.
1: Right. A yeah. lot
0: about it. He tries to cram so much in and it's like why didn't you take a few more minutes to explain I mean he does explain it, but it's not it's just not good. It's not in depth. We need
2: infographics.
0: It's I mean, it's called The Hunt for the Skinwalker. And then they're like, oh, Skinwalker. It's just this shape-shifting being that Native Americans believe in. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay. I don't know. It's my creepy. I
1: I agree. Because, yeah, with everything that's happening in this, they kind of just
0: gloss over it.
1: Mm -hmm. And so it's like you really have to do your own research after watching this if you want to learn more about, like, Things that they talk about.
0: Yeah. And Um, later, too, someone says, like, oh, skinwalker is just the term we use for, like, all the paranormal activity that goes on here. And I'm like, well, no, skinwalker is, like, its own specific thing.
1: Yeah. So, But
0: anyway. But NIDS.
1: The National Institute for Discovery Science, founded by billionaire Robert Bigelow, who has a lifelong interest in UFO research. And it's like, so he's like Charlie from Charlie's Angels, except he has, like, this... (laughs) Institute, and then it got me wondering: Ryan's a biologist, mm-hmm. geneticist, something mm-hmm. smart. Why doesn't he work for them and get us in to, to skim? Well,
0: on I do believe that it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Oh well, fuck. I thought I just read that in my quick little bit of research that it is now dismantled.
1: So of course. Yep. Yeah. Well, it seemed like there was a lot of infighting because this billionaire was like, here's a million dollars to these scientists who were trying to
0: Well, I think that was what, yeah, like, I think he was throwing money at other groups and like MUFON and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then they couldn't get organized enough or stop fighting over petty things that geeks do. And so he started HIDS.
1: <laughs> <it>. These geeks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and so he's heard about this ranch. So I guess how Robert Bigelow came to purchase Skinwalker Ranch was a family bought the ranch in 1994 to raise cattle. And this was, this story was pretty creepy. Like I wanted to meet the family or like hear from them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, did you have notes about this too? Or was this kind of something you
0: put I... out? Yeah, I was totally skipped over that because i didn't have anything about bigelow till the end there but go ahead
1: yeah so this family bought the ranch trace cattle they hadn't heard any anything about the history of the area um one day they had calves in like a fenced in area and this huge yeah the huge canine came treading trotting out of the brush it was kind of like a wolf
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it grabbed the snout of a calf, and they beat it with sticks, and they shot it, and well, it didn't yelp or bleed, yes. and survived.
0: Yes. So this is one of the more famous stories about Skinwalker Ranch. Like, if you've ever looked in a Skinwalker Ranch, this is. There's and there's different accounts of it too, which I thought it was kind of weird, but this is one of the first. They had only been there; they were just like still unpacking, and yeah. Uh... Yeah, like Charles said, this wolf comes up and the the family, the dad or whatever, Mr. Sherman, got to like pet this thing. Right. And then it went and grabbed the calf and they shot it, what, like three, four times and it finally let go of the calf, but it wasn't hurt or bleeding.
1: Yeah. Well, and then they shot it a sixth time and they saw the bullet exit the animal and it ran off.
0: Yeah, and it's already ran John. off.
1: They went after it, and they found the tracks stopped suddenly. This wolf thing had vanished, but they found tissue from the animal. But we get no pictures of the tissue, no, yeah, chemical was, biological breakdown yeah. of what this tissue was.
0: Yeah, and it. Another thing that they said too was it was so it was like three or four times the size of an actual wolf, and so the doctor. Who is it? Who's actually telling us the story? It's the guy who wrote the book with George Knapp, like, Dr. Was doctor. It doctor Colm. Yeah. Um,
1: yes. Doctor Colm Kelleher. Kelleher. Colm. Yeah.
0: So he's like, this wolf was so high, and he puts his hand up, you know, to like measure it. He's standing, and the 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 head apparently would come up to the shoulder of a grown man, and I was just like, what, like? The first thing you do is pet this thing and you're telling me it stood at shoulder height of this guy? If you saw a wolf that large, even if it seemed nice coming towards you, like, I'm sorry. There's a pit bull that lives behind me and if that thing breaks into my yard, I'm not staying even if he's not malicious. Like, I just that part of the story didn't make sense, but They claim it was like maybe a dire wolf, which is this extinct giant wolf. But that just seemed odd.
1: It did seem odd. And it seemed odd that if this creature is a shapeshifter, why would it attack a calf in front of them? Like, like I would think it would have some kind of intelligence to know, like these animals are behind a fence and then there's these people here. Right. I, I don't know. They're just the whole, yeah, the whole thing is, is strange. And then the fact that it was that tall and I was like, so this was 1994. This wasn't like the 60s or something. Like people probably had a camera and like we don't, like I said, we don't get any pictures or anything of like mm-hmm. what happened. And we don't actually hear from the family and maybe they don't want to talk about it anymore. They probably, you know, been paid off by the government or whatever.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird, and I feel like I've heard th- unless this there's other encounters, but I feel like I've heard this story before where the wolf actually does stand up and like walk, more like a dogman type thing. So Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. So there's different stories, but that might be something else too. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I really want to believe something's going on here, but just the size of that, it just I guess in the in the way the story was told, the size would be the main factor for me, because mm-hmm. if he's so big, then obviously your tiny little bullets aren't going to do anything to it. But like, yeah, that seemed to be an afterthought. It was like, oh, we shot it shot. It. Oh, P.S. It was the size of an elephant. Like, <laughs> I just not an elephant, but a small pony.
1: Oh, so I Sorry, I, I made Nate watch this video on YouTube the other day about this tiny pony chasing her owner around. It was the oh, cutest thing I've seen. <laughs> Way better like a, than a stupid dire wolf.
0: There's a hey, little miniature horse rescue, like, not far from here. I want to go to it. Yes. I rehabilitate little tiny ponies.
1: That's definitely what I'm doing when I come back to campus <laughs> Let's do it.
2: <laughs> going to, the...
1: yes definitely perfect perfect uh so my next thing i had or did you want to talk any more about this direwolf thing i, I don't ridiculous. really know what else to add yeah I, was,
0: I, I googled it and i was like well how big were direwolves like we should have some sort of paleontology expert yeah. telling us how big they were but on the internet it's like anywhere from like slightly larger than a wolf to as tall as a man so I don't know if that's a range or if people are just exaggerating
2: so nobody knows nobody
0: knows they probably never even existed ever
1: (laughs) sorry (laughs) there's an elaborate animatronic figure that (laughs) broke out of somewhere
0: without alcohol I'm just a negative Nancy I apologize
1: oh I don't think you're any different than normal (laughs) (laughs)
0: Great. Yeah, that's all I have.
1: Um, the next thing I had was Corey Sarawap. Yeah, the... the UFO guy. <laughs> yes, and I was like, why did they like zoom in on his face and nostrils? Like, because he was saw it with his
0: own eyes, Charles. So oh. let's get a close up of those eyes. That's the only evidence they have is that this man's eyes exist.
1: <laughs> and they and, he... and they apparently work.
0: Yeah, may have
1: seen something so was he at work when this ufo was above it's above some building that he was in
0: it was very i don't know and he kept calling the woman he was with the female and that was disturbing to me (laughs) uh it was just odd i don't i don't know it looks like a little house but they came out of the yeah yeah
1: That's what I was thinking, too, is like I was like, is this like a halfway house like or like a clinic type setting? I don't I don't know. He he claims he heard a voice in his head when he's outside watching this UFO hovering above the building he was in. And this voice tells him, go back inside. You shouldn't be seeing this.
0: Yeah.
1: And part of me is like. I feel like I've had my own voice in my head that tells me things too, like you should not be in here, like or
0: you shouldn't you know be what drinking I mean, this like, vodka right now. You know, what <laughs> if you had seven,
1: <laughs> yeah, you Usually ignore point, it. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but um, he believes that it was the aliens or whatever beings were, yeah. Pioneer, what, steering the ship, the CFO telling him pioneering, <laughs>
0: paddling it, <laughs>
1: paddling, <laughs> floating through the sky,
0: sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, he said it was fairly big and fairly close. And then he had he said he knew people who saw it uh, like, you know, farther down the road or whatever, like in different cities. Yeah. So, ah,
1: Again, no evidence for us. No evidence. And this was in 2017. Right? That you saw this?
0: Maybe I didn't write down dates, but maybe
1: I wrote down 2017. I don't know if that's You're when they were right. interviewing him or when that. I guess when that happened. But I feel like yeah. Take the, out your
0: phone and snap a picture.
1: Yeah. Hello. I would, I would be. I'd it's, be like. I'm. You said I was moving
0: this. slow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is my money. This is my retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so then we go back to the ranch again which again this jeremy your documentary style like jumping all over the place Mm -hmm. ufos back to the ranch where they're hearing mechanical noises and like things underground
1: beams of light shooting out of the ground yeah metal metal scraping so
0: this is actually because i believe these exist for real Like, what if the government was building some sort of underground base in the area? Yeah. Like a secret base, way underground. It didn't even have to be, like, right under the ranch, but, like, nearby where the sound travels.
1: That's a really good um, conjecture or theory. And i like to go with that for my final (laughs) answer, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. I didn't even think about that, that, but that's, like, a really good theory
0: and either they have like equipment that looks like alien equipment because they've reverse engineered things or just created their own things and they're test flying it or mm-hmm. they're trying to just scare the locals in out of the area so they can go on with their secret whatnot <laughs>
1: it's like an episode of scooby-doo
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: Uh, all this time it was the government (laughs) who knew uh we also at this point we get introduced to eric davis who is a phd physicist who is investigating the property and the family and there were at one point during all of this these phenomena there were scoops dug out of the pasture (laughs) um and they're wondering how that would have happened without equipment
0: i'll tell you how it happened they're digging underground and they got divots where they were digging stuff and the yep. land settled bingo bango
1: you know what you are the scully today and I am the molder <laughs> so, oh yeah I mean just because you, ha- you have the answers and I have just pointless notes
0: <laughs> you're doing great Charles
1: thanks although oh, uh, they
0: did have a picture of this
1: yeah they did have a picture of these scooped out parts in the pasture
0: and we could uh, you can still see them today apparently or yeah. maybe not today but whenever that video was taken
1: they was were that... like filled in but you could tell like that their ground had been yeah. disturbed
0: yeah uh, and that one old picture and i couldn't tell if they just did it for effect but was it red crap put in there or was it just so we could see where the hole was that they did you I remember it was seeing just the, the color red of the dirt Okay, maybe it was dirt. But it just seems I'd... so red. Yeah. Maybe it's the clay.
1: I don't know. I don't we'll have know. to go there and dig it up ourselves.
0: <laughs> I guess. Sure a way to stir up paranormal activity. Uh,
1: and then this part, they don't really elaborate on, but was the most disturbing to me was that they saw these black faceless figures peering into their house this family that lived there sees these figures peering in and then they entered the house
0: yeah but again it's just glossed over like
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> oh yeah the family saw these people outside they entered the house Well, th- what did they do in the house did they interact with the family
1: like, did, did they you brush stuff? their hair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> did they take stuff yeah
0: like, like and, and we move on it's like well again maybe we'll come back to it maybe we won't I don't yeah it's frustrating but again it could be men in black working for the government scaring this family Mm
1: -hmm. or it's the um goblins Goblins. from hellier yeah they also live underground made this yeah interconnected network all the way to utah from uh kentucky Was that where hellier was yeah yeah i can't believe i remembered that
0: (laughs) i was trying to think of hellier earlier today i'm like what was that documentary called there there you go thank you couldn't even think about um but yeah then we get other weird stuff that happens in the family not only were random people coming into their house dressed in black with black masks uh things start to go missing uh things are moved
1: poles like fence poles or posts or something yeah um
0: Uh, cords of wood
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: that um post hole digger was like up in a tree <laughs> they're looking for it and he went out and bought a new one and came back and found looked like looked up once and it yeah. was way up in a tree
1: what rascals what rascals really
0: I tell you
1: um this Ryan Layton character who I guess was a neighbor or something do you remember oh him? yeah <laughs> yes. to me he seemed like an actor like I was just like he I I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think he maybe was just someone who wanted to be on camera.
1: So he he, was hamming it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He called it the uh, what do you call it? Paranormal Disneyland or whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) So he said at first he couldn't believe the stories that his neighbors were telling him about. But then he went to the ranch and experienced some things for himself, which I don't even know if he told us what those things were. But he didn't. Yeah.
1: But. Uh, I, I, he was entertaining. I guess. So.
0: <laughs> he had a pair of binoculars there standing in the desert. Like he was looking for stuff.
1: Okay, dude. He's just like that neighbor that everybody's had at some point in their life. That is like super into whatever you're doing, has no friends or life of their own. And it's like, what's going on over here? Do you need some help?
0: He has those binoculars to spy on his neighbors, not yeah, to look exactly. for paranormal activity. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's what I use my binoculars for at our old house. Oh, Oh. your old
0: house. (laughs) Wonder how your neighbors are.
1: I know. I was like, maybe I should have gotten Bob's phone number, but I guess I have his address so I could send him a postcard and say, dear Bob, we are alive thinking of you and Judith. (laughs) Hope the neighborhood hasn't gone to shit since we left.
0: (laughs) Well, that's about it. Then we hear more about Bob Bigelow. Uh, Is a Vegas millionaire who, like we said, wanted to study the paranormal.
1: Yeah, because he had an interest in UFOs that came from a farm experience, but we don't hear about that experience. Oh, why would we? And so, yeah, he's bought the Skinwalker Ranch, and now he's getting people in there to investigate. And that was where we cut off for this episode. Mm -hmm. So we still have an hour left to watch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps some evidence will appear. Perhaps. Perhaps not.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that piece of flesh they collected from this <laughs> direwolf. wolf. Uh, <laughs> Why wouldn't uh... you?
0: Okay, like, honestly, if the wolf was so weird, it's like people who think they find Bigfoot hairs. They hold on to that forever. Yeah. Wouldn't you hold on to this chunk of fur flesh forever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would be like in my museum. I would have like opened the yeah. museum on their inch.
0: I'm like I don't know I hope we get more because I heard that the family like the cabinets and stuff would never stay closed and they put locks on them so that what they moved out that's what they found was like locks on all the cabinet doors and weird stuff like that so I just want to see some evidence
1: I do too but I doubt that we're going to get anything besides George Knapp and what Grosznap wants us to see, <laughs> and Jeremy.
0: Maybe they're part of the cover-up.
1: You know that would make this a lot more entertaining okay. if we could find out somehow.
0: You know what we should do is our own documentary on these documentaries.
1: That would be great. Okay, I would, I would be into that. <laughs> Especially if we just like travel all over, like basically like Scooby Doo.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We
1: travel all over where these documentaries have taken place and talk about the documentaries with the people and say, we could show them the documentaries that have been, we could subject them to the documentaries <laughs> about the places <laughs> that they're in. Because there is that place, that one that we did, um, that was like another hot spot for our activity that I think that was like one of the last ones we watched on Amazon together. Um, oh,
0: yeah. Somewhere yeah, in like...
1: It was Pennsylvania, Kentucky yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still waiting for my paranormal experience to happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't happened yet. Haven't seen UFOs. Haven't seen dogmans or Bigfoots.
0: Uh, you know, maybe I was thinking about this when I was watching. It seems like we could never get stuff on camera because the stuff doesn't want to appear on camera. But they it's
1: smarter than us. Why
0: don't we just put cameras everywhere to... Why don't ranchers just use cameras then to, like, avoid their cattle being mutilated? Just put them up everywhere. Problem yeah, solved.
1: Yeah, and, like, you know, speaking of that cattle mutilation, they never really discussed any theories as to why the cattle were being mutilated. You know what I mean? Like...
0: Yeah. It, it didn't... I... Like,
1: they talk about it as mutilation, not like... An animal attacked this, you know, cow and ate it because it was a wild animal, and that's why I, they call it like cattle mutilation. Like, yeah, someone was doing something specifically like dissecting. Well, I don't know what that means. Like, why? Yeah, is
0: this... I'm sure the organs were gone and whatnot.
1: So then it's probably a chupacabra,
0: right? <laughs> that's obviously yeah. The, the made only its way accident. north. <laughs> yeah see what global warming gets you chupacabra (laughs) Chupacabra moving up from mexico to utah yeah i think so i'll just plug them because they're a really good podcast um astonishing legends did like a three-part series on skinwalker ranch
1: they did and i still haven't listened to it
0: i don't think i think i listened to the first one not the others but i feel like they talked about like cattle that they suspected was being dropped from up above oh and there was like evidence for that or placed in places where they shouldn't have been and stuff like that so there's there's my beef with jeremy this is how all of his documentaries are it's just he crams everything in there in short little bursts, and you don't get all the information, and you're almost left like this is a crock of shit because you don't have all the information.
1: hmm hmm Preach it, sister. Preach it.
0: I just, I mean, I feel like he's a nice guy. I'm glad he's making documentaries that we can actually watch,
1: but we need something just, more substantial instead. Yeah, of-
0: like just pare it down, pare it down, and make it. Remember that. What was that patient 17 when that guy said he was jumped by
1: aliens
0: or men in black or something in Vegas? Do you remember?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And we're like, what's the rest of that story?
1: That was,
0: I just thought, (sighs) I mean, that's just the way he always does it. Yeah. Things you want to hear. You don't hear others. You hear about all of his philosophical views and ramblings about the greater universe
1: Mm -hmm. But all
0: I want to see is a man being
1: chased on a motorcycle by (laughs) government agents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's it.
1: That's it. That's the end of part one. So uh, moving along. Do you have a favorite thing this week?
0: I do.
1: Oh, my God. Tell me.
0: I'm going to say it's The Room, the movie we watched (laughs) last (laughs) night. Uh friends Chris and Katie uh had us over and we were supposed to play board games, but then none of us were feeling it. So we watched this movie called The Room, and it's the worst movie you'll ever see ever, which makes it one of the greatest movies you'll ever see.
1: And by the worst movie ever, is it because the acting is bad? Oh, it's like so poor, bad. Like, okay. It's
0: so there's one part in there we re- we laughed so hard. Katie must have it like 20 times and we laughed just as hard as the first time because, and then I guess they, well, we watched that too. They did a, they did a movie based on the making of the room. So the room was like a legit, but not like a documentary, but like a, a movie. These two guys were trying to make because they couldn't get hired in acting. And one of the guys had a ton of money. Nobody knows where it came from or who this guy actually is. Oh,
1: okay. But he
0: had enough money to spend $6 million on this film.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: The film looks like it should have taken about $30,000 to produce. <laughs> um,
1: but, Oops.
0: Yeah. So it's just they tried really hard. It turned out really bad. And then...
1: I know James Franco's in... Yes, James Franco, thank yeah, you. The, the Disaster,
0: one... I think.
1: Disaster Artist? Disaster... Or is it just called
0: The Disaster? Yes, The disaster... disaster Artist. Okay. So James Franco... So the guy... Okay, so Tommy Rousseau or whatever is the guy with all the money. He and his friend Greg, I think his name was, made this movie. Okay. Greg went on to write this book about his whole experience... And the fact that nobody knows who Tommy is or where his money comes from still to this day. And so he wrote a book. And so this, the disaster artist is now the movie based on the book, (laughs) which was based on the making of the room.
1: This is like Inception. It is. It it really is.
0: But if you ever have the chance to watch them, you really have to watch the room first because they get so many things right. But yeah, we watched both last night and it was... Oh, okay. Fantastic. What's (sighs) yours?
1: Mm, That is a good question. I was like, I have actually a few favorite things that have been going on lately. Um, But I guess what I was doing before we started recording was watching (laughs) Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, which was one of the (laughs) latest iterations of the Scooby-Doo franchise. But... I appreciate it because being a lifelong diehard Scooby-Doo fan, this iteration makes the characters more like actual people instead of just faces that hang out together for no apparent reason. Like you know, you don't really know much about them. And so this series um they have like a different mystery every week, but then overall there's like this whole There was a mystery club that disappeared 20 years ago, and they're trying to solve that as well. So they take like a lot of cues from like X-Files and Buffy and like other shows that have like a long season long, you know, story going on. And yeah, so I've been rewatching that. It came out, I think, 2010. And yeah, I had the DVDs and was bored because we have no friends really here. And no.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's that time of year. Well, I guess Halloween's over, yeah. but uh yeah, so that's that is my favorite thing.
0: Nice. Yeah, I just want to like hunker down and like stay inside and knit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean watch
0: murder mysteries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sounds like what I'm gonna do in my retirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Only will solve murders, Charles.
1: I know if if more people, that I know on a on a friendly basis, could start getting knocked off, so wow. I could solve your murder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just to see if we're good at it, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it, it worked was for a Jessica chance.
1: Fletcher, so <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> people in your uh, condo building start dying mysteriously.
1: Yeah. Then I don't know, that actually might be a little scary.
0: Yeah. That's
1: true. Um, but yeah, I or or if people we knew were going to make up elaborate uh costumes and and scare people away from like something, that (laughs) that's also acceptable and we could solve that. Uh, then nobody has to die, probably.
0: (laughs) Like the government at Skinwalker Ranch, is that what you're alluding to? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Like that. Mm Yeah, you can find us online most of the time uh, (laughs) at Mysterious AF um, on Facebook, on Instagram at Mysterious AF underscore (laughs) Mysterious underscore AF. uh, What is it? Yeah,
0: Mysterious underscore AF underscore podcast podcast
1: um it's, see it's been a while since i've said that and
0: yeah you used to be so good at it
1: i need i'm like the tin man i need some more also here.
0: <laughs> also we're like eight followers away from 500 followers on instagram
1: oh my gosh are you serious yeah so I, I had no end. idea um yep. yeah i had didn't ever look at that number i guess recently or so, i just let's get past it that's thank awesome thank you
0: all for sharing and caring and following.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you all so much for being such big fans of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for taking the time uh, because Celeste and I both know there are 500 million thousand oh, yeah. podcasts yep. and other things you could be doing with your time, like reading or knitting or listening. Well, you to
0: can knit else. and podcast. That's usually yeah. what I do.
1: So, but thank you for taking the time to spend time with us yeah we appreciate it send oh. a story still oh yeah I guess. we haven't had any stories for a while which i guess you know it's kind of like our documentaries we're squeezing the resources dry
0: <laughs> yeah i guess we're just gonna have to start making our own seriously
1: yeah i guess like i said we're gonna have to start getting people murdered around us or <laughs> haunting something
0: <laughs> conjure we just need to conjure something like you yeah. conjure a demon into your apartment, Charles.
1: Um, all right. You do it well...
0: first and then I'll do it, I promise.
1: <laughs> I don't know if Nate or the cats would appreciate that very much. <laughs> it's not that I'm not dedicated, but can I start with maybe just like a less malevolent being, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, I suppose.
1: We'll, we'll I see what we comes start out with of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, go big or go home right off the bat. <laughs>
2: Uh,
1: anyway yeah well until next time
2: stay <laughs>
0: mysterious, mysterious.